0: This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. For more information, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. Our guest today is Rajesh Krishnan. He's the CEO of Brick Eagle Group, uh, located in uh, Mumbai, India. Uh, It's a developer of affordable housing in India. Rajesh, thank you so much for uh, joining us at Knowledge
1: at Wharton. It's my pleasure. Thank you. Uh,
0: now, I understand your background is actually in banking.
1: How did That's you get right.
0: interested in affordable housing? <laughs>
1: um, actually, Brick Eagle is more a financial services platform for affordable housing. Uh, what we really do is connect capital with execution capability. So to that extent, actually, my, not my background in banking is extremely helpful. Um, see, while affordable housing is always uh, known as a huge uh, um, pressing social need and an opportunity. Um, The fact is there's a disconnect between capital and execution capability, and I happened to just stumble into it. I started investing in affordable housing in my personal capacity, and that's when I learned that the risk-adjusted returns in affordable housing is actually superior to uh, many other asset classes out there. So uh, at one stage, I just decided to do it Mm full-time.
0: So we'll, we'll come back to the to the returns. Mm-hmm. But before we do that, could you tell us a little bit about the housing market in India and speci- sure. specifically the need mm-hmm. for uh, affordable housing? Sure. How, how, how big is the market?
1: As you know, Mukul, we have a, over a billion people in India. Everybody needs a roof over their head. Um, there are various studies by McKinsey, Deutsche Bank, and all written on this topic. Uh, but I'm told the demand for affordable housing is over 5 million units every year in India. Today we are short of $20 million, but then it's a growing problem because of urbanization, right? So the annual housing demand is 5 million units. Um, however, the important point is supply is minuscule compared to that, right? So we're not even there at 10% of demand. And as a result, in a place like Mumbai, as you know, over 50% of people live in slums and substandard accommodation. So it's a huge deal.
0: Uh, What is uh, Brick Eagle's strategy to uh, fulfill part of this demand and enter this market?
1: Sure. Um, See, essentially, we realize that the guys who want to do affordable housing typically lack access to capital, right? And we started as a land banking company for affordable housing because we realized that what they need money for is usually to buy land, right? So we started investing in lands for affordable housing development. Soon, we basically realized that the value chain for affordable housing is broken. So we decided to invest in developers and service providers in the affordable housing value chain, right? And now we are looking to set up a housing finance company to also fund home buyers, Yep. So in a sense, we are basically making investments across the value chain, So we're able to take it from start to finish.
0: So I understand you recently celebrated your fourth anniversary. That's right. Uh, Can you tell us a little bit about some of the major milestones and what you've been able to accomplish so far?
1: Uh, Sure. Um, So as for a four-year-old company, we today manage about thousand two hundred fifty acres of lands, uh, which, when fully developed, will house about eighty eight thousand families. We spread across um, Maharashtra, Tamil Nadu, and Gujarat through three states. Today, we have a team of 400 people uh, doing this. Um, last year, we delivered 1,100 houses. As a group, we have delivered about 4,000 houses so far. But then we are slowly ramping it up. This year, the target is to deliver 5,000 houses. But I surely hope we start doing 10,000, 50,000 houses uh, you know, within the next five years.
0: Uh, who would you say is your main competition, Rajesh? And how does your approach differ from sure.
1: theirs? I don't look at anybody as competition, right? Uh, I look at everybody out there as partners. You got developers, you got private equity shops, you got construction technology companies, you got various people out there. But what we find is everybody out there is missing some piece of the puzzle, right? So what we really want to do is basically plug those gaps and help those guys deliver scale, right? For instance, um, recently we incubated a developer in, in, um, in Pune, right? Uh, they have access to funding, they are very good at construction, but they don't understand branding and distribution, right? So we put together the branding and distribution strategy for them, right? On the other side, we just recently made an investment in another developer in Gujarat. Uh, They are actually a very good developer. They actually, they won the award for the best affordable housing developer of the year, and they've already delivered 3,000 houses but they needed capital to scale up, right? So we told them, look, you run operations, let me take care of finance for you, right? So we actually look at ourselves as a plug-and-play service to essentially help others deliver scale.
0: So what it seems to me from what you're saying, Rajesh, is that what you're doing is leveraging the entire housing ecosystem. That's right. Uh, And and your goal, if I understand it correctly, and please correct me if I'm wrong, is to deliver houses uh, that would cost the customer around five to $10,000 in that price range. Could you explain your approach of how does leveraging the housing industry's ecosystem and the technology ecosystem allow you to develop houses at that kind of prices?
1: Uh, sure. I would like to make a small distinction here um, between affordable housing and what we call social housing, right? Affordable housing, in my mind, is a market-based solution uh, for housing the middle and low-income segments. And there, the trick really is to make small-format homes livable, right? Because this is a market-based solution, the per-square-foot rate is a market rate. So the key value uh, driver for affordability is size. So we put a lot of thought into making a 300-square-feet home livable, right? So there, basically, the design, the interiors, and, and all the amenities and stuff like that has a huge impact on the way the product is designed. But then the point that you're touching upon is what I would call social housing, right? Because when we say India needs 20 million homes today, all all the demand is in the less than, arguably $15,000 price point, like five to $15,000. So there, um, essentially you need a radically different approach, right? Because this segment per se is not so profitable. So you need to actually come up with some kind of product process or financial engineering to cater to this need, right? Like people like Habitat for Humanity are doing a wonderful job on the process engineering in terms of sourcing materials, labor, at subsidized rates, right? Um, but then the where we want to focus on is financial engineering. Um, see, today when we do affordable housing, we, uh, our investors seek 3x return in five years. That's about a 25% annualized return for them to be able to invest in affordable housing. But I'm saying if you have access to capital from impact investors who are happy with 5% annualized returns, we can use the benefit of low cost of capital to subsidize housing for the poor, right? And it turns out, if we just get money at 5%, we can deliver houses at five ten thousand dollars $10,000 in scale in the outskirts of Bombay. That's to me, it's like magic.
0: So who are your investors today? Are they primarily impact investors? And um, uh, what is your pitch to them as you uh, aim for higher scale? Hmm. Uh, what sort of a pitch do you make to impact sure. investors?
1: See, so far, we've been going to commercial investors. The pitch to them has been, look, uh, let's invest in lands for affordable housing development. So it's for you, it's a fully secured investment that will target a 3x return while serving a pressing social need, right? So that's the pitch we've been giving so far. And we collected some forty, forty-five million dollars on this pitch, right? But now, what we are very excited about is basically doing social housing for at the bottom of the pyramid, right? And for that, we need to go to uh, essentially endowments, foundations, impact investors, right? Um, who are who are basically happy to take a slightly higher risk for a slightly lower market return, right? We're not asking for charity. Uh, we are saying we'll actually make five percent returns or ten percent, the need be, right? Um, There, we got our first check for a pilot project from a a family office in India. It's actually the Times of Group in India uh, who gave us 20 crore rupees. That's about $3.5 million uh, to run a pilot, right? Um, But then we think there is a lot of money available from impact investors globally, especially from institutions, pension funds in Europe, right, banks, who have allocation for social impact. And so we want to reach out to them this year.
0: Well, the flip side of any investment opportunity is always the risk. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, any, any red herring document outlines that. <clears throat> so what do you see as the primary risks of investing in affordable housing in India?
1: Uh, look, it's India, so <laughs> <laughs> you can get hit from all directions. You just have to watch out. <laughs> um, see, but then uh, it's, it's mainly idiosyncratic risks, if you ask me. Um, so people often ask me, hey, you know, what about cost escalation? What if, uh, you know, what if you're not able to get material on time, cement on time, construction technology? To me, all of that is nice. You can have, it. you know, it can erode into your profits, but you're not going to lose your shirt, right? Those are all execution risks. Correct, right. But then in most projects in India I get stuck for two other reasons, right? Not because of engineering process regions. It's mainly... Uh, it's fair to say majority of projects in India are stuck because they ran out of money, right? So financial closure is very important. Ensure that you're backing the right guy who has access to funding, right? Um, the second would be just idiosyncratic risk, right? So Because the legal framework is fragile. So if you go to court, it can take 20 years to settle a lawsuit, right? So you got to just stay away from shareholder disputes, local disputes, you know, and, you know, just <laughs> you know, keep it clean,
0: Right. No, I, I understand. Uh, considering that you are aiming at uh, social housing, have you made any efforts to reach out to organizations like how, uh, Habitat for Humanity or even, you know, there are uh, uh, social entrepreneurship foundations like Ashoka? Have you reached out to any sure. of them to for support?
1: Interesting you mentioned this. Uh, Ashoka actually identified housing as a pressing social need about four or five years back, and they've done phenomenal work. And we met them, and um, so uh, so essentially what they were doing is that they was aggregating demands at the grassroots level and encouraging developers to supply, right? And turns out a lot of developers were not interested in supplying at those price points, right? So we flipped the problem the other way around. We said, look, this these are the areas where we can supply. Can you please aggregate demand for us here so we can ensure that it goes to the most deserving end, uh, beneficiaries? So we we're working with them, and in fact, we we're just talking to them about partnering together to set up the social housing fund, right? On the other hand, we're also speaking to Habitat for Humanity on how we can potentially partner because, in essence, our goals are the same. We're both saying, can we enable a million homes in the next 15, 20 years? And uh, they realize that with their current approach, they may not be able to hit that number in India, right? So we're saying, hey, maybe if we know combined forces, there's a good possibility we can make it happen, Right. So,
0: so uh, Brick Eagle has completed four years. Mm-hmm. Uh, where do you see yourself in the next four years?
1: Next four years? Um, actually, the next 10 years is actually easier question to answer. <laughs> okay, next 10 years. <laughs> right. Um, see, essentially, we got a 2 prong goal. On one side, uh, we're saying, hey, can we deliver 1% of India's housing need? Right. That turns out to be like a million units in the next 20 years. Right, so which, by the way, is like a Herculean task, right? So we set ourselves to achieve that goal, right? So that's our stated goal. We want to deliver one million units in the next fifteen, twenty years, right? On the other side, uh, all said and done, we are um, a market player, right? Um, McKinsey says affordable housing is a hundred billion dollar market opportunity, right? And with as with every market, we think the top ten, twenty percent of the players are going to have the eighty percent share, right? So we, we want one of our investee companies to be there in the top 10, right, in the next five, 10 years, right? And I, right now, as far as I can see, the field is wide open. There is no front runner, right? And so I think we have a decent shot at it.
0: Great. Uh, one last question, Rajeshan. that is, uh, based on your experience with affordable housing so far, what can developers of other affordable housing projects in different parts of the world learn from Brick Eagle?
1: Ah, that's a difficult question. So, (laughs) see, it's a a very local play, right? Um, One thing I would say is uh, always have a local partner um, for every place that you go to. Uh, Interestingly, for instance, right, Homex, one of the biggest affordable housing developers in the world, they came to India, they spent five years, they couldn't launch a single project, right? So, so, I mean, while they, of course, know the game, um, there are huge local barriers to entry. Um, so, in a way, recognize the fact that, you know, you need to have local partners to execute. And that, in a way, is also been the reason why a lot of modern developers, corporate developers in India, have not managed to scale up and deliver because uh, the decision-making is very centralized. So, uh, this is a very local game. You need to have a local guy out there taking the decisions on the fly, yeah. Um, so that would be uh, one important learning, I would say. Um, but, yeah, it, it, affordable housing is a global need, so that is enough to play.
0: Well, g- good luck to you, Rajesh, and thanks so much for joining us at Knowledge at Wharton.
1: Thank you so much. It's a pleasure.
0: For more business news and analysis from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu.